Welcome to the Legal Nurse Podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your legal nurse consulting skills. Every week, you'll hear from experts from within and outside the legal nurse consulting business. They'll share their knowledge to help you grow. Your show is moderated by Pat Iyer, a legal nurse consultant with over 30 years experience. So join our community, sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Here's your host, Pat Iyer. This is Legal Nurse Podcast 117, Best Practices When an Attorney Takes an Expert Witness Deposition. You are an expert witness. Maybe you're wondering how to make the painful process of going through an expert witness deposition easier. Maybe you love the challenge of answering questions in a deposition. Maybe you've not had your first deposition yet, and you're not sure what to expect. My name is Pat Iyer. I have tips for you in this podcast that will give you answers. If you listen to Lorraine Doonan speak in LNP 116, you know she's had some trying testifying experiences, as have I. I put this podcast together to focus on what you can expect as an expert witness if a deposition is going very well. Why do attorneys take expert witness depositions? The goal of deposing an expert witness may include laying the foundation for cross-examination at trial, showing the expert's bias or otherwise undermining the expert's credibility, gaining concessions from the expert to help prove the attorney's points, obtaining as much information as possible regarding the expert's opinions and the basis for them, attempting to get the expert to support even a small portion of the attorney's case, discovering the weaknesses in the attorney's own case, and judging the demeanor of the expert. Expert Depositions are the only time an attorney can ask open-ended questions as well as specific leading questions that are designed to require you to concede facts or opinions that are helpful to the attorney's case. The attorney might use the medical literature to spin out the logical extremes of your opinion until they sound absurd. The attorney's goal may be to try to get you to agree with the specific opinions that the opposing expert has rendered. If you refuse, you may be asked why. This may help the attorney bolster weaknesses in his own expert's testimony. The first point is that the attorney will demonstrate best practices when the attorney who knows the case the best is the one to take the deposition. Having the attorney most familiar with the file conduct the deposition makes it a productive experience. The attorney who takes the time to learn as much as possible before that deposition will have a solid foundation for creating questions to ask you. This leads into the second point that the attorney is well-prepared. That well-prepared attorney is in command of the file 
which helps the attorney feel more confident and organized. You will recognize the well-prepared attorney as one who comes in with a set of questions, either handwritten or typed, and knows what pages in the medical record to refer to. This attorney has gone to your website and may have queried data banks of expert depositions to get transcripts of your prior testimony. This attorney may also ask attorney colleagues if they have any experience with deposing you. And this attorney may have saved any marketing materials that you sent out. Imagine my surprise at a deposition when an attorney pulled out a letter I had mailed him 10 years before when I was first starting to do expert witness work. Yes, I conceded I sent out a few letters in the beginning. Boy, you are a keeper, I told him. Due diligence about the expert can reveal surprising information. In one case, a plaintiff nursing expert testified she had a chronic illness. My client, who was the defense attorney, contacted the Board of Nursing to find out if the expert had an active license. The Board of Nursing said, yes, she does, and by the way, would you like to know about when we disciplined her? They explained to my client that her license had been suspended because she had written 21 prescriptions for herself for an opiate using her husband physician's prescription pad. The attorney confronted the expert with the documentation after she denied that she had ever been disciplined. At trial, the judge allowed the jury to hear about the disciplinary action, and it certainly destroyed her credibility. The defense won on that case. After researching experts for, with many different resources, the attorney may uncover valuable information that he or she will use in your deposition. Those researching documents might include trial documents, court decisions, judge reports, information that was used to challenge your credentials, and deposition transcripts. The third point is the attorney is courteous. The ideal situation takes place when the two attorneys are courteous to each other, the court reporter, and the expert witness. Being pleasant to one's adversary, respecting the needs of the expert, and not being abrasive makes that deposition a pleasant experience. But one of the worst deposition experiences I ever had involved my client calling 911 to get the opposing counsel removed from his office. The irritation that continued through the deposition resulted in the opposing counsel refusing to leave at the end of the deposition. Make me, he taunted. My client picked up the phone and asked for a policeman to come to his firm to assist a visitor to his business who refused to leave. The opposing counsel made a fast retreat before the police could arrive. Point four, the attorney makes the expert feel comfortable. But watch out for this technique. When the opposing counsel turns on the charm, makes you feel comfortable, offers you pastries, gives you drinks, 
is smiling, is making small talk. This is an effort to let you drop your guard. The inexperienced expert warms up to this and says too much. When you pause after you give an answer, it allows your attorney to form an objection, but it also encourages opposing counsel to wait to see if you're going to add anything else. You might volunteer more information in that pause rather than stop and wait for the next question. My best advice to you that I can offer on this point is give your answer, stop talking, and wait for the new question to come. Another best practice that will make depositions more comfortable for you is that the attorney makes it possible to take a break or a meal. You are entitled to ask for a break. As an expert witness, you do not have to give up your lunch hour. Don't buy the statement, oh, but I just have a few more questions. That almost never happens. You will charge the attorney for the time that you spend eating your meal that is on the clock time. And the attorney needs to think about that when scheduling a deposition to start at 11 or 11.30 in the morning. Let me stop for a minute and put this into context for you. Before I continue, I have a story to share about a beautiful 18-year-old girl who was receiving pain medication through her patient-controlled analgesia pump. This vibrant young lady died 24 hours after her PCA pump was started. This is one of the most compelling patient safety stories that I've heard. I had an opportunity to interview her parents and Michael Wong, who is an attorney who started a patient safety organization for healthcare providers and patients. Michael and I became involved in presenting podcasts about opioid safety. I'd love for you to hear Amanda's story. This program is available at http colon forward slash forward slash lnc.tips forward slash PCA. You get a 25% discount off the price by using the code LISTENED. That's http colon forward slash forward slash lnc.tips forward slash PCA. Let's return to the show. The strategic attorney spends time on case issues and not on trivia. That's the sixth point. The attorney should focus on the issues and the expert's experience related to the issues. The attorney may want to labor over every point in your resume. This is a mark of inexperience. One expert shared this story An attorney spent 30 minutes asking me questions about my duties as a nurse's aide in the mid-1970s. I'll answer questions like that all day long if he wants to pay. Point seven, the attorney should not decimate the expert. The attorney should recognize there are risks associated with attempting to systematically destroy an expert's credibility self-esteem, and self-confidence. A vicious attack 
may result in an expert being unable to safely drive home. One of the experts my company supplied was so ruined by this type of attack that while I was talking to her on the phone while she was driving home, I had to tell her to pull off the highway. She was crying so hard she couldn't see. There are legal risks to prematurely destroying the other side's expert. In one notable case, a bright but inexperienced attorney did a remarkable job of demolishing the credibility and conclusions of the expert during a deposition. At the end of the deposition, he gloated, if you're going to take this case to trial, you better get a much more experienced expert. The opposition did just that and won at trial. If the attorney had saved the devastating cross-examination for trial, he probably would have won his case. It is best for the attorney to save the most useful cross-examination material for the time of trial. Certainly, the attorney wants to elicit as many favorable answers as possible from the opposing side's expert, but this may cause opposing counsel to question whether he or she would want to have that expert testify at trial. If the attorney does too good a job of cross-examining the expert in a deposition, it gives the opposing counsel the opportunity to get a new expert. The attorney has already exposed the adversary's most significant weaknesses, and that allows the new expert to come in and address those. The caveat here is that in many jurisdictions, the time to serve expert witness reports is strictly governed by court order, so an adversary may not have time to retain a new expert if the expert does not do well at the deposition. Point eight, the attorney may ask what facts the expert assumes to be correct. There are often facts in dispute in a case, and the attorney may ask you about the facts you assumed to be true when you formed your opinions. If the opinions are based on facts in dispute, the attorney may ask why you presume those facts were true rather than the facts obtained during discovery. The attorney may use hypothetical questions when there are contradictory facts. You may have a different opinion if the facts more favorable to the attorney's case are presumed to be true. The jury who believes the attorney's set of facts may negate your opinion. Another best practice that attorneys use, which is point nine, is that they sometimes end a deposition by asking if you have any additional opinions. When the attorney asks, have you shared with us all of the opinions that you intend to express at trial? The expert may often add additional helpful facts. On the other hand, there are risks with this strategy. The opposing counsel may instead ask, are all of the opinions you have in this matter set forth in your report? You may say no and begin to offer completely new opinions. Some attorneys may then tell the expert, since these opinions are not in your report, 
I'm not going to ask you about them today. If you write a new opinion report and include those opinions and a court lets you testify about those opinions, then I'll come back and redepose you about your new opinions. I've not had enough time to evaluate them and properly prepare to ask you questions about them. Point 10 is confront the non-responsive answer. The attorney can establish authority in the deposition by saying to you that is not a responsive answer. I want you to listen carefully to what I asked you. I'm going to repeat my question. I want an answer to that question. The court reporter can read the question back so that you can give a responsive answer. When the witness does not answer the question, the attorneys have the option of going to a judge by picking up the phone and interrupting the judge and asking for a ruling as to whether or not you have to answer a question. I hope you find these tips useful and as an expert witness, think about them the next time you go through a deposition. And just as a reminder, be sure to check out the Amanda Abiel story involving her death on a PCA pump. You can get this program by going to the link http colon forward slash forward slash lnc dot tips forward slash PCA and use the code listened. I would also like to add that I am inviting you to have a conversation with me about your LNC business. I am looking to work with LNCs who are serious about building their businesses and would like guidance so that they can get more clients, make more money, and not miss out on big opportunities. All you need to do is to complete a simple form at http colon forward slash forward slash lnc dot tips forward slash need help and we'll see if we're a match to set up a call. That link one more time is http colon forward slash forward slash lnc dot tips forward slash need help. Thanks for listening to me tonight. Thanks for being a part of this program. Check out our online training and books at LegalNurseBusiness.com. Expand your LNC skills with our resources. Also, explore coaching with me at LNCAcademy.com to get more clients, make more money, and avoid expensive mistakes. And finally, join our continuing education program and get monthly trainings at LNCCEU.com. You'll get two online trainings each month designed to deepen your knowledge and skills. And look forward to having you tune into our programs again next week. Use the code LISTENED to get a 25% discount on this product. You'll put that code LISTENED in the coupon code box during checkout. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for legal nurse consultants on LegalNurseBusiness.com. Pat coaches legal nurse consultants so they make more money, get more clients, and avoid expensive mistakes. Check out her coaching program at LNCAcademy.com. 
please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on iTunes. We always are interested in your ideas for new topics. Please leave a comment on LegalNursePodcasts.com. Join our community and get notified of each new episode and receive the transcript of today's program. Complete the request form on LegalNursePodcasts.com. We appreciate you and your interest.